amazing funny spectacular out-of-pocket podcast called sin vergüenza aka without shame i'm your amazing host ale joined alongside by mr anonymous and i want to go ahead and start off today with a little quote that i seen the other day online that was it's kind of like inspirational but more like well yeah it is inspirational it's basically saying that you got it within you already and it was like you want it because your future self already has it. And that being whether like you want a certain job or you want a certain accomplishment for yourself, certain lifestyle, I guess, basically anything you want, you want it because you already have it. So I thought that was pretty cool because for sure, you guys, I'm going to have a million dollars. I'm pretty sure we've all asked for that. So just wait on it, guys. Um, What's something that you really like? want in the future Mm. everybody wants money but more like i don't know something different outside of money for me it for sure is um my name in shining lights so whatever type of lights wherever they're at i don't know but watch it be on channel five news bitch (laughs) it's gonna be like she's psycho and she stalked this man She's out here going 200 with the little last car. Okay. Um, holding, I would say. Holding her cafecito in one hand. Rushing through the Starbucks like it's nothing. Um, yeah, no. Probably. I'd, I'd say probably land with a big ass shop with like all my dream cars in it. Oh, I thought you meant like a mall. No. Mm, okay. That would be cool with a, your own mechanic, somebody who details them, checks them out, makes sure they're working. Yeah, basically, like, but like, I would like it in a mountain just because of the fact that I was talking to the homie the other day and I was like, that would be cool to like have your own drifting strip or your own like racing strip or your own drag strip. Ooh, or your friends could come over, build their stuff, test it out. You guys can race together. Yeah, like I thought that would be super cool. Can, is like, that like legal? Do people have that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's your own property, but the only thing is, like, you can't really host events without having like security and all the um, proper papers and stuff. Yeah, basically saying that if anything happens on the property, they can't sue you because mm, you're for sure gonna have a shit ton of insurance. That that would be cool. That sounds really fun. And I would like it in a mountain just because of the fact that it's, like, it's your own property. So you can make, like, your driveway hella, like, driftable. Or you can make, like, you know what I'm saying? like That's also more scary. Imagine an accident happens. You break the barricade and whoosh. You're falling off a cliff. That's true. But it would be pretty cool to get good at it. But, yeah, guys, let us know what you guys want for the future. And let us know. Boy, I don't know. Just let me know. I was going to ask you how you're going to get there, but that's none of my business. Just let us know what you want and we can all bask in everything that we have in the future. All right. So we were going to talk about the Black Pope, guys, and we're not going to talk about it just yet, but shit's crazy. So we're going to go ahead and start off with our first segment, though, a segment where we go in this woman's chat room on this period apt name flow. 
and we go ahead and learn about our bodies and have questions that just goof around with, you know? So, men, if you want to stay here, we're going to go ahead and, you know, learn about the woman's body. But for the first question, it's going to be the mess around one. And for today's first question, it's going to be the best way to soften your critical inner voice is to, and the options it gives us, here's some of the answers, to embrace your feelings, to use positive affirmations, to quit calling yourself names, or I'll share in the comments. So again, the question is, the best way to soften your critical inner voice is to A, embrace your feelings, B, positive affirmations, C, quit calling yourself names, or I'll share in the comments. Do you... At first, I thought you meant like how to make your voice softer. So I was like, just whisper. <laughs> do you have... Do you want to go first or do I go first? Um, For me, it's just positive thinking. <coughs> Sorry. It's just positive thinking. Like, in any situation, just look at the bright side. Um, Whether it's a flat tire, you don't know. Up ahead, you could have had a car accident. You know what I'm saying? I still or hate the flat tire. I do, too. But um, making it late to an appointment, like, you could have it could have been a bad day so you could have gotten that loan or whatever you wanted to come back another day and that person might be in a better mood and it, it could work out better you know so it's just positive but thinking critical thinking like about yourself yeah well exactly the same way like think positive about yourself isn't it is hard like don't get me wrong but once you start doing it like what's it called more consistent i would say it's a lot easier like i tell you all the time if you think about everything being such a bad moment it's just going to keep getting worse and worse so if you keep thinking about that thought about oh i don't like this about myself or this isn't cute or whatever the fact is like you're going to get stuck on it and it's going to drag you into thinking way deeper into like badness of yourself to where you could just look at yourself and be like oh you know what i don't like this about myself but I do like how this looks or I do like how I look in this or if you're like in a job, maybe it's I don't get up enough, but I am intelligent enough to like know everything about the computer or know everything about whatever your job is, you know. So that would be like boosting yourself up. So that's what you do. That's what I do. Like, I don't really necessarily go and like talk to myself in my head like you look really good or you're smart or stuff like that all the time but just thinking positive about everything is like helps me in my head not be so cluttered maybe we shouldn't ask a libra the most positive beings of beings because no matter what everything's just fucking rainbows and sunshine to you guys well it's not it's just the no fact i know that i'm just kidding but both it's sides true that it's like you know it's you see me at my worst days where I think bad about something and it's just deeper and deeper. And it's like to a certain point, my head just starts hurting. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? It's literally just me doing it to myself. Um, Shout out to Vanessa from IE and Besties. That's basically you're basically saying what she's saying. And she said that. 
your mind, once you think of that negative thought, it's so easy to go ahead and go into a spiral and stay stuck in there. Don't quote me, guys. I don't remember exactly how she said it. But the second that you have a a bad thought about yourself, instantly change it with a positive thought. That way you just cut it off right there and your mind doesn't like keep going deeper and further into it. But I did that not even like that. The reason I picked this one, I honestly did that. I don't remember if it was like this week or last week, but I did have a bad thought. And I instantly like just checked myself and said like, no, like I gave myself a positive affirmation about myself to like um to just cross out the negative thought. I just completely went with the opposite thought about it and honestly like I knew I once I sat there and really thought about I was like damn I knew that was probably gonna send me in that spiral but because I instantly remembered to not do that and to just think positively about myself it it was just like instantly like oh I'm done now I'm not gonna go in that spiral and then I've been also like trying to go ahead and look in the mirror how they say and just give yourself positive affirmations and just for sure i probably don't do it often but the fact that i'm doing it is different because i never did so now that i'm actually doing it, it's like you kind of feel a little crazy sometimes because sometimes i'll look in the mirror and literally like look myself dead in the eyes and be like don't fucking talk by yourself that way you're cool you're whatever dude yada 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 and it's kind of crazy but it works at least for me i feel a little weird because i'm a I'm Gemini? literally like getting, yeah. So you're looking at yourself in two different I'm spots. I'm talking to the other bitch over there. <laughs> yeah, basically. Because that's really how it feels like. I don't know. If you're a Gemini, let me know if you feel the same way. But for me, there really is times where I'm like, I like, okay, fuck. If you're a Gemini and don't know this, the Riddler, the Riddler and Batman, you know how he has that, that like, Dual. Oh, that's low key like a fucking a mental illness and <laughs> shit. The dual personalities, no? Yeah, mixed personality. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. But that's literally like the life of a Gemini. Dual, mixed, something like that. Basically, like, f- since I know you guys all know Gypsy Rose, her man, or the guy that, you know, did the deed for right, her. Right. Um, fuck, what was his name? Max or some shit? No. I, I know for a fact it's not Max. No, I but... completely forgot, but. He had, like, two personalities in his head. And so, like, that's literally, like, the life of a Gemini. At least, well, I'm pretty sure it's for everybody. I mean, But that's how it feels a little more extra when I do stuff like that. Because it's kind of scary. I don't know. Yeah. I, I see it because, like, for you, it's you have to see yourself in the mirror. And, you like, that's when you mostly feel it. And, like. Literally. With my brother, I noticed that a lot of times it was, like. Oh, yeah, I forget. Even him when he was, like studying he would be talking to himself in like two different perspectives yep yep and like yep it's scary but like it's the same thing that i tell you like you really put yourself into balance because it's like the person you are outside meaning the person that you continue your day the way i see it is the one in control and the one on the back burner well that's what i'm saying it's still like there well of course so it's like the person that you are every day based, like every day to every other person. That's your first like face face. And then the person you are inside within yourself to yourself and about like everybody else. Intrusive thoughts and stuff like that. Me. 
like that's your other face because it's like you guys have two like really hard feelings going always head to head with each other whether it's it sadness and like anger or the little devil and angel on your shoulder yeah like but that's what i'm saying in a lot of um situations i noticed that it's like your guys's feelings is what really crashes and it's not much of your thoughts like it's the feelings. okay okay we're getting too far into this don't start getting me emotional about my feelings Blah. all right um but that's how i do it that's how you do it and let's go ahead and read the comments and see how you do it we all do it all right so one of the girls here said i learned to start saying and writing down 10 positive things about myself for every one negative thought i have learned this through therapy and it has made the world um it has made it a big of a difference for me so that's a lot but it'll work for sure 10 of them you don't necessarily have to write them down i bet just either think them out loud or like um do it on your phone just in case you're like driving or something but honestly if i sit down and probably try to think of 10 things positively i'm gonna be stuck i think it's cool because the fact that she said write it down because not only are you thinking about them you're physically writing them out and that helps you stick to it more no yeah so that's pretty cool um like she said that's free therapy for you guys right there um I think that one's a little hard, like you said. Maybe even just start with three. You know what I'm saying? At and then 10, try to once add. I seen that number, I was like, oh, shit. It kind of made me feel a little bad about myself. It kind of made me feel a little bit bad about myself because that's a, for me to think about 10 off the dome, like, at least right now, I'm probably not that positive about myself to think about 10. Well, so, I feel like it's not like starting at 10, you know? Maybe it's just starting with three. But now she's to the point where her therapist was like, okay, you got five down. She didn't say therapist. I thought she said. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so you see what I'm saying? Okay. For another girl, she said, when I get sad or feel negative about myself, my brain just goes, man, that's kind of cringe. So go outside and enjoy the sun or something. And I'm like, fair enough, I guess. But it's for real sitting down outside that helps. Even if it's for a couple of minutes, sitting outside and looking looking at things around me instead of myself helps a ton. With the cringe, that's on you. I don't know. I don't know if that would work. Well, no, I do that. But I don't do that with like critical thoughts. I do that with emotional thoughts. Like you're really crying right now. You like, yeah. Or like when people give show emotions. I mean, I feel like it's mostly like I understand what she's saying. Go outside and change your mood and thoughts. But I feel like it's not really thinking or changing your way of thinking about yourself. Like it's just distracting yourself for that moment. Well, either way, like it helps. That's it's asking what you do. So I think it's true, though, because. You know how I tell you when my room is dirty or when my car is dirty, I just cannot function. It makes me just either aggravated, sad, or just makes me feel some type of way. Right. Going outside is obviously gonna feel like it'll it it'll, it'll make you feel better because you're not you're in a different environment, a much more clear environment, a much more 
the sun already always makes you feel good. It gives you that energy. It gives you that little vitamin C. Yeah. And um, do I don't fe- know. Do you feel that way because it's a more like, open space? You for know you how they to say think? take a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the open space, but for her, that's for me. For her, she doesn't really say. She just says to go outside and. She doesn't even, even. She doesn't even say in the sun. She just says sitting outside helps in all caps. Period. <laughs> all right. Another girl said, "Okay, story time." And just warning, guys, typos. But I'm gonna go ahead and basic. I'm not even gonna read it. I'm just gonna basically said what she said. So this girl went on a plane and she was double guessing her outfit and basically her inner voice was saying that she was dumb and fat and um, that that's what basically people were thinking about her too on the plane. And she said, let them think what they think. What is the probability that I will see these people again? And then that inner voice just turned off for her like a light. And she still uses that when she goes to school or going to any other place. I have that thought sometimes too. That people are judging you? Um, yeah, with it, like when I start feeling like anxious or whatever, I just kind of tell myself, like, it's such a big city. What are the possibility you're going to run into that same person? They're going to remember it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's a bigger deal for you than it is for them. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see what she's saying. Like, you know how whenever we walk the strip and we see people like we don't really like analyze them or. Oh, true. Like, We're just like another tourist is here. Exactly. So it's that's how I feel. But I feel that because like I always feel like people are watching me. Like I'm always so worried about what people feel for me. And now that I say that out loud, uh, out loud I get where that came from. Because like my mother would always tell me be these people like what are they going to think of you? Look at how they look at you and stuff like that. And that kind of reminded me that. Oh, you know what? I think it was actually right here that I read this. I got this from an answer that a girl commented um, on here as well. And she said, she said, that inner voice is your inner child who is deeply hurt. She believes since early days that she can do only wrong. Whenever you hear those thoughts, it is not hating you. It is a little you hating herself. Somebody has hurt her in the past. Please be patient and loving with her. Hug her, give her her favorite food, tell her how beautiful she is and amazing. Once she has calmed down, try finding out what made her feel this way and work through it. It is like growing up again, but this time with healthy guidance. It takes a lot of time and strength, but sweetie, trust me, it is worth it. You are worth it. That one is pretty fucking cute. Like That one hit. I'm not going to lie that lady should be a therapist because i never like i was true like i never really considered that voice like an inner child and if you really consider like all the traumatic things that have happened to you in the past like it's literally well for us right now the trauma literally builds you well no that's what i'm saying but like right now like us thinking back at our trauma like that's really our inner child's trauma you know because we're not that far from them but it's like it's crazy because of the fact that it's so true. If you can calm down a kid, so like if you Having can do a that, tantrum. yeah, like you can calm. You should be able to calm down that little voice in there, and like 
just like anything else when you see a kid get hurt or whatever you want to help them you want to encourage them like get them up and stuff another girl so, had said would you talk to somebody that you love that way so would you talk to that little girl that you love in that voice would you tell her those things that's true i feel it though because honestly like that that's what i'm saying like it just reminded me of that like i remember my mom telling me certain things and it also reminds me there's just like a full circle with everything right now um kirsten from i believe she was episode two or three uh she told me that any negative thought that you've honestly ever had about yourself that thought was put into your head because the brain will not think about itself negatively i like that and one she too. got that from her therapist yeah i like that one too that one was pretty cool and I it's told like you about that huh yeah because after that we had that talk and i it's like i told you a computer is not gonna think it's dumb it's just gonna find an answer your brain is literally a, a computer beep, boop, 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 so that was cute though it, if you guys need help on your critical thinking there's some little tips for you guys let us know what you guys go ahead and do so you can stop your own critical thinking or maybe it's one of the answers that was already listed here below all right now let's go ahead into the learning about our body parts men up to you if you want to be here don't want to be here everybody's welcome all right so for learning about our bodies we're going to talk about what the color of your period is trying to tell you i never knew that girls went through like periods with different textures colors smells like i always thought it was just like blood clots coming out you know i know because i lived it and i live it every not every day tampoco but <laughs> okay all right so basically this is from dr sarah too good i don't know if she it i don't know it literally is spelled too good Dr. Sarah, do you get like, I don't know. I feel like that's a name that would be easily like, you know, a target. Like, okay, Mrs. My, too good. My doctor's too good, bruh. <laughs> so it, it starts off by saying menstrual blood can vary between pink, dark red, bright red, rust colored brown, and even dark brown to almost black. Says OBGYN Dr. Jennifer Boyley. And you're the blood can differ from person to person or cycle to cycle and it could change from basically one month to another all right so it's related to the amount of blood you're experiencing and then it goes on to saying bright red um means that your flow is going by a little faster it's in the first few days of your period and that it's basically the lining of your uterus shreds quickly as chemicals called um pro prost prostoglands i said this correct earlier and i don't know prostoglands and it tells the muscles that they're to contract Ooh. um i don't know why i said that sorry <laughs> i don't that know like was that was some funny. fancy shit right bright red period blood is pretty standard and usually nothing to worry about but if your flow is super heavy and you bleed through several pads or tampons within an hour just straight on passing blood clots uh you need to speak to a healthcare provider for dark red it's in the first couple of days of your period and you might notice a change in color your cycle can turn darker as your period progresses um that darker red is just that that blood's been in your body a little longer 
and you're less likely to be dealing with those cramps. For the brown, it goes on to saying this, it'll look like coffee grounds on your pad. I ain't never heard nobody explain that shit before. We Every time me and my friends try to explain the little brown stuff, we literally just call it the little brown stuff. <laughs> they compared it to coffee grounds, so I'm going to start using that. And when it comes out brown, it's just basically old blood becomes darker the longer it stays outside of your blood vessels. So when it comes into contact with air, it's called oxidation. And it's where the blood just turns almost to black. It's basically dried up blood. Like, you know how when you stain your shirt with blood, it ends up turning like a little brown spot? Or when you stain your fucking panties? Yeah. All right. So when it comes out pink, it's just basically your blood mixing with any white vaginal discharge. And that's why it's coming out the little rosy pink. Or it's just also that your period is, is very light right now. And they go on to saying that does the period blood matter? Well, the period color. And it says, um, not really, honestly. It really doesn't matter the color. It's just more important to track when you're bleeding and how much you're bleeding and how long your bleeding lasts. And if you see any blood clots bigger than a quarter, you need to head to your healthcare provider. And yeah, it could just basically say um, how your hormones are working. Oh, no, actually, she said that's a myth that people think that the color of your blood is determining how your hormones are working. But that is a myth. So, yeah, guys, that is learning about our bodies and the different colors. And I'm pretty sure like we all kind of go through the brown phase, the dark phase. But they did say it varies period to period or person to person. But that's just some meanings, and honestly, the color of it doesn't really matter. And that's your period blood. That's not discharge. If you have different colored discharge, that's something different, and that each one should be or could be something to worry about. But, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, you guys have so many liquids that come out that it's like, I give props to you guys. I'm not going to lie. Everybody should give props. Bow down, bitches. Okay. Now we're going to go ahead and... Should we just start off with the Black Pope now? Might as well. Like, you guys, if you guys don't know why we're starting off or talking about the Black Pope, tune into last week's episode. It was a banger. But I forgot why the Black Pope came up. Um, We were talking about how the fact that... Uh, oh, I asked if they had some point in the government. <laughs> yeah, if they had any power. And basically... The Black Pope came up as somebody who, like, is the one that we ask, can we start a war and stuff like that? And they give basically the permissions. But let me tell you all something, guys. I was I've I, you know, heard some conspiracy theories, watched some videos. You know, I feel like we all have been there. But being on the research side of things, Let's give a we've given our props to people who do conspiracies before. We need to give them another prop right now because you bitches are crazy. Like, not in a bad way. Like, it's just you're bold, you're smart. There's so many things because when I was deep diving into this, it was so hard to find things. You really had to look into the nooks and crannies. And then one thing led to another secret, to another secret, to another secret. And it was just like a big ass uh, rabbit hole. And then it's like, I feel like it's just for this because like it, it's with the church and everybody has so many views on the church. 
And it's so scary actually looking into this shit because some of the sources, like, I, you know, obviously the conspiracy theorists have sources and shit, but the sources are literally coming from themselves. Like, they really do not care to let it be known. Like, you literally just have to go looking for it. I mean... But duh, but it's it's scary. I feel like the fact that they can't really necessarily hide it because they're the black pope is like second in command you know so i feel like since the fact that he's so high up like there let's is let's go ahead and explain it um in order that way it just doesn't you know rapple into like a different thing right right because right. it couldn't go to that but like you said he is the black pope is second in command to the to the white pope i guess the vatican um but let's go let's let's start off from the beginning. So the Black Pope is the super superior general for the Jesuits. And that's basically um the the Society of Jesus, which is started in 1540 where um it was supposed to basically be a group of missionaries, but somehow it became a and this is how they explained it, a fierce group of defenders for the catholic faith so missionaries are they're the same for every religion right where it's basically missionary is somebody who goes out telling people why you should join this stuff no yeah so that's what they were supposed to be and then they just became fierce defenders of the catholic faith um and it's an army this is also everything is literally how everybody explains it and how they explain themselves and all this and that can i say something real quick uh-huh so i did the math just because i'm interested like when stuff is talked i'm interested in how long it was or like okay. you know what i'm saying they have been ruling for 484 years honestly that doesn't seem like that much Almost 500. Well, I mean. Oh, true. Okay. When you put it, round it up, I guess. <laughs> For me, at least. Um, it's an army of priests and nuns. And they're one of the most powerful orders in the church. So, yeah, 1540. And then right now, or at least, yeah, it has at least 80 Jesuit divisions around the world with smaller communities in them. And. That's just like a small number of it because day by day they're growing, you know. And the way that they, the Black Pope is, like I said, the Superior General. And he's elected, well, this last one at least, was elected on October 14th in 2016. Um, And the way that they do that to go ahead and, you know, just get their superior leader, they meet up for this general con- general congregation. And... They'll go ahead, all the leaders of all the divisions will go ahead and meet up to basically vote for the new superior general, a.k.a. the Black Pope. And they not even just that, they'll go ahead and like discuss any issues. Um, This is how they put it. This is coming from their website. Any issues facing the order, the church and the world. So the church, we understand what they're fixing in there. The world, I'm assuming, like, I don't know, like any bad things going on where we need a priest to go ahead and do a prayer or something. But the order, that's what kind of scared me. Like the order of everything being, like the patriarchy order, the like. 
Oh, like the church order, you mean, or like the like? I don't know. People order. Well, there's a like, lot of orders that you could go ahead and go into. I feel like that's the scary part about it because, like you said, he's the general, which like to me it kind of stood a- stood out because then you're taking a church and kind of like making it seem more like an army. Well, that's what it basically was saying that an army of priests and nuns, and they were supposed to start off as like, hey, come join us, follow the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But then they ended up turning to defenders of the faith. So a little more like aggression in a way, um, which took a quick turn. So like we said that they're the second in command after the Pope. Rumors are to say that they're actually the highest person in the world that they actually control everything around um the reason that they give it the name the black pope is because they're dark and secretive but powerful nature so black i guess because like you know secrets hide in the shadows or whatever i could see that and it's it's a powerful color. It's hard to um, well, cover up. Well, that's why they you know? also use it. People want to say it's because of his outfit. Um, it's a full black, like kind of trench coat looking thing, and they said that the color black is supposed to represent strength, which was surprising to me because I don't know. I I don't when I think of strength, I really don't. I don't think of a color. Maybe red. Mm, that's what I was thinking too. Red. Red because it's like more of a fierce color, but black probably because it's like a like more dark tough, I guess. Right. So they say it's because of his outfit, but people are like, no, it's just because he's very secretive and low key powerful as fuck. Um, <clears throat> do you have anything to say? To me, it's kind of crazy. Like he is secretive as fuck, so I can get that. But it's it was like, hard to find any like honest information about the secrets of it like i would go online and it was just like oh pope francis this pope francis that what is a black pope and it just basically said the basics like he's a leader of the jesuits and you know how they all started but like when you go on like what's funny is you'll find more shit like on tiktok and youtube where people the conspiracy theorists know where to dig and know how to find it so it's like i mean i feel like it's crazy just because of the fact like you said like to me when i think of black as in like well you said black and then you said army like to me i just imagine like a bunch of fucking nuns going out there like ninjas and shit you know so it's crazy because of the fact that they're like an army so to defend their beliefs to me is like how far are you willing to go to defend your belief the black pope is willing to go pretty far and it 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 explains it in their oath that they have um they have complete the black pope and the black pope is known but he's not necessarily known known because he they don't want him to be highlighted that's why they have pope francis who's basically the face of the church but there are images and stuff where pope francis and the black pope and you know news articles of the black pope um cnn had one reporter that she had if you read the cnn like um what is it called review whatever 
somebody who's never read a newspaper <laughs> um she talks about like how they were and what they gave her and it even in her article there you go it still seems a little sus like i don't know like if she was kind of really scared to say what she was trying to say i feel like when it comes to like really digging into like um conspiracies and shit like that like for me it was always like the church has always been something so scary to actually dig into the government obviously and space tell me why i've done stuff on the government and it wasn't it was scary but looking into this shit was more scary that's what i'm saying like to me always like looking into churches was the scariest shit because it's like i know that they have a lot of power i know that well i don't know that god is real you know but i know that there's a higher being and a higher power so it's like if these people are able to contact that higher power and are able to do like some miracles that all these bibles have said like holy fuck like no pun intended yeah for real like if they come over and start some shit just because i'm trying to look up why the vatican is so strong or imagine whatever, loki like, there's some missionaries this is about to go a little too crazy but there's some missionaries who know that you've been looking into their shit and so they're low-key like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll get Keeping invited tabs. into the house, you know, get coffee. And then one day, bam, you're missing. Well, Something I mean, tragic happens. That's what that's what always seems. I don't seem, mean no disrespect. I'm coming up, you know, with my own little conspiracies. That's what always seems scary to me because, like, a person from a church you kind of don't really think twice of at least for to us let like them in your house and stuff yeah like for us it was like oh okay yeah you can come in or whatever and in our church like a lot of these people go to different countries to serve their missions and yeah like you'll Imagine, hear like having like a foreign because that's what they were they are like when well, you're a missionary in other countries you're basically some foreign kid so imagine some foreign kid just like going into random people's houses and everybody's just like yeah like you know we don't think about it well that was always like the scary part for me because it's like for us it's as soon as you turn 18 you're eligible to go and that's when you're a little um you're a little hooligan you're gonna really let this little hooligan into your house yeah and it's two years so you come back at 20 and for my uncle like he went to damn he went to a third world country. I forgot where it was. And when he went over there, like, the way he explained it was, it was, like, really poor and stuff like that. But the people were, like, super lovely. They let him into the house. Anything that they cook, like, for them, they can't tell you no. And even if they like the meal, they can't tell you, oh, can I have some more? Like, it's bad for them to do that. It's whatever you offer, whatever you give them, like, they have to like it and appreciate it, basically. So to me, it was always crazy the fact that it's like you're sending all these people out. We, I hear about these missionaries getting invited to these houses and being let in. Sometimes they don't and get ridiculed and shit like that. But it's like you never know. Like some dude from another country just came and just told you, oh, yeah, I'm a missionary. Let me into your house. Like you're really going to let that happen? That always like seems crazy to me. I never thought about it that way either till right now, honestly. But then again, I don't think we've ever really invited people from the church inside. Like when we did, it was always at the door, like at the gate. And I don't think my mom ever really let anybody inside, even for like the salesman. You can't even talk shit. You What is it? What does Chris Brown say? Can't even get in the club. Ha 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 ha. 
Oh, when he's like, why he you, said, how you hating? You can't even get in. All right. So did I say that they that the Black Pope has complete control over the finances of all the groups? No, you did not. So out of all 80 little divisions, and I'm pretty sure they meant this and like the Catholic Church in, gen- in general, like also considering the White Pope, they have complete control over all the finances. One man has complete control over that money. That's all the charities, all the ofrendas, basically, in church when they, you get the little basket, put some money in there. You know, sometimes some churches do it, the ofrenda twice, maybe even three times. So it's like, does the government give the church money or no? Um, Is it all like their own money that they have to use? Yeah. At yeah. least for what I know, yeah. Still, like, there's probably some rich people that just donate a shit ton of money just because they're, like, trying to get good with God or some shit. That I don't know. We all know that the churches have a lot of money. So that was pretty crazy to me that they really let that guy just control it. And the Catholic Church, do they tell you, like, how much you're supposed to give or, like, a percentage or anything? Or is it whatever you can? Whatever you can. Oh, okay. Because, like, in some our... Some people would throw coins and shit. Yeah, because in our church, it's, like, 10% of, like, what you make, I believe. So like you have to give that, huh? You yeah, have like to? that's your testimony. You have to put that in, but then again, like you make it seem like a bad thing, but it's like, does God really have to give you all those blessings? He doesn't have to. He he just gives them to you. I still feel like you shouldn't pay to go to church. Well, no, they're not necessarily like saying that you have to pay us or else you we're says, gonna kick you, just you out. Said that, that you have to. But yeah, it is one of the requirements. It's more like one of those things, like. They're not forcing you and you can still join, but you're going to be judged if you don't do it. Um, yes and no. Like it helps the church and it helps like people go on a mission basically and provide stuff for like the Boy Scouts for us and stuff like that. But um, like you said right now, there's some wealthy people like even in that little town that 10 percent could be up to like four fucking million dollars like out of your pay a year, you know. That's honestly why it's so scary. The fact that you know that these churches have a lot and he has all that money. He could do whatever he wanted. And if he's like known to we're going to go into what he's mostly known for, because when I was looking into the black pope, if we're being honest, there was more cons than pros. And the only reason that there's any pros is not even like, you know, I don't know how to explain it. But let's continue. So the black Pope is believed to be the mastermind for their political intakes, um, making various governments um, ban them because the Jesuits and their history. So the reason that they have this like ban on them is because. They want to basically, you know how they say, like, overthrow their patriarchy and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. They they don't want they want to be the top shit. They they're accused of basically throwing capitalist societies and political conspiracies like the JFK killing and 9-11. So that with throwing capitalist societies, which is knocking knocking down the patriarchy. Right. Right. And that they're they're intertwined with some of these conspiracies, whether they did the JFK, you know, assassination or 
they did the 9-11, but they're somehow wrapped in to stuff like that. I mean, I could the JFK one kind of threw me off. Like, I don't know what um, advantage they would get out of that necessarily, but I know that JFK was in like trying to he was trying to change politics and shit like that. But the 9-11 thing, like I could see that in a way just because, you know, how they said that they were Muslims that did it and like that's their own religion. Okay. Like, imagine they did it just to like make Muslim religion look bad and like make catholic religion um, look good type of shit you know what was just crazy to me is that there's governments that banned them that's well like i said i i sheesh i, I feel I just like imagine a little they s- only banned them because they were scared of them well i feel like you, hell yeah you would be scared of fucking like i said i'd be scared of seeing a bunch of nuns coming at me with nunchucks or like knives and stuff like that you know but it's not even just that being in serious, like being all seriously, they're saying that they they have control. They have the power. They have the ability. They have the money. They have the minds of everybody that they're ruling. So it's like if they have, like they said, their own army within their own government and they know that they're trying to overthrow the government, you're going to shit your pants, especially if they're not using tactical warfare and they're using spirituality warfare, which is like using God and, you know, using those higher beings, somebody that people really look up to. I feel like that's the scariest they, thing right they there. They're scared as fuck. That's I've, why they're banning them. I feel like the countries are scared of like a civil war because of that, you know? Well, that's part of the agenda that I found that the black Pope is, He's down for that, and he will go ahead and do it any chance that he gets. Um, And basically, let's see. Like I was saying, the only thing good that I found that people really highlight them for as, like, positive is that they have charities. But then again, we also know that with the charities, there's also a lot of fraudulent things that go on when that happens. So that's what I'm saying. I found more cons and pros the pros only being the charities and even then that's 50 50 i feel like that's like this the creepiest part about it that when you look at the catholic church like there's a lot of positive things about the pope so i feel like this is like the backside of the pope you know like to every good there's bad you have to know the bad in order to know the good you can't just have one you have to know both um, I also found some rumors that they had about the black Pope, which is one being that he's immortal, which I'm not sure about that one, because like I said, um, I don't know if I actually said his name. Sorry, the current black Pope, that one that was ele- elected in 2016, Arturo Sosa. Um, I think he's the 46th or the 45th. He he got into power because the one before him ended up becoming really ill. So he had to back down. And he was the only one to ever back down. The rest of them, once you're sworn into this, it's for life. So they say that they're immortal, which it kind of like crosses out because it's like until life. So at the end of your life, you're going to be replaced. So you can't be immortal if there's an end of your life. If not, there'd only be one black pope. Unless they just like do that celebrity shit where they have a clone or I don't know. You know, not oh, celebrity, where, like, like where they play like an overdose or something. Like they fake their death. Right, right, right. Two, that the black pope is the antichrist. 
I didn't want to look into that. I was just going to leave that one alone. Y'all can do that on your own. Another rumor was that they control the Illuminati or they're involved with them. I think they're involved probably, but whether they control it, I don't think so. Because we all know that the governments and stuff with the Illuminati, you know, they might be one big old thing. So if the government is scared of that, they're probably like, it's like the Illuminati and then the church. Or do you Mm. think the church is like, what do you think? Do you think the Illuminati is all, or do you think it's Illuminati in the church, or what do you? Well, the way that I'm a teacher so scared to talk about this. The way that a teacher once explained it to me was the Illuminati was a teacher. Yeah, which he was a cool ass teacher, but he said that the Illuminati was basically a um, what would you call it? Like an organization made to keep God's bloodline a secret. Because in the Bibles and shit, it only explains from when God was born and then to like where his death was. And there's like a really big oh, gap. Oh, like his family, like where, where like, they're at and stuff? Well, there was a really big gap from like what they say or think was between his 20s to like his 40s, somewhere in between there, that they can't say what happened to Jesus around that time. And they think that he might have had like a family, a wife, and so on and so forth so like imagine how important god's bloodline really is oh you would want to keep it a secret that is in the illuminati well the way he said it was like that the illuminati was supposed to keep that bloodline a secret and then considering that maybe the church is involved with it it's like i could see why they would want to keep it his own little conspiracy i've never heard of that before yeah so i would see like why they would want to but i feel like the illuminati is just made up of like not necessarily government, but more of like people with a lot of um influence. So I do think that the church is the inside the Illuminati. Like, let's be honest, <clears throat> you guys have been ruling for five hundred years. One of the biggest churches worldwide. Like, they're gonna have co- they're gonna have connections, or like, at least know. Like all those people are gonna know each other. Yeah, so it's like I do believe that there is a possibility that maybe even. Pope Francis isn't even in the Illuminati. Like, he isn't sworn into it. But whoever might be behind the church, like, pulling the strings is involved with they, the Illuminati. That, well, that's say that's the Black Pope. That the Black Pope is behind the strings and that he's... Um, that's actually our next rumor that there's mind control involved because of how su- how big his influence is. And that's, that there's some type of mind control. That That's why people get so much fear out of him. I've, I see that because it's like... Like you said, even for governments to be telling them, no, you cannot come into our our areas and shit, like, it's because of the influence that you guys have over the world, over these people, like, and you said it yourself, he said that civil war was something that he is down for, so it's like, imagine if he decided to make a civil war happen in just small countries and then... All of a sudden, like, there is no more, we'll just put it into perspective, like, Mexico is just Catholic. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just ruled by the Catholic Church, not by a government. Like, that's pretty scary. I wonder what a world like that would look like. And then the last one being, the last rumor was that they can raise the dead. I can see that. You don't think people could do that? I think Honestly. with certain witchcraft probably, but I feel like there's a big toll to be taken out of that. 
Like, the price is big, at least. All right. I'm going to go ahead and read into the oath. The beginning of the oath is basically who they're vowing it under, the little, um, that basically like the introduction of the church, but the rest of it is where it gets a little creepy. So it goes to say, I do further promise and declare that notwithstanding I am dispensed with to assume my religion heretical for the propagation of mother church's interest to keep secret and private all her agents counsels from time to time as they interest me and not divulge directly or indirectly by word writing or circumstances circumstances whatever i do furthermore promise to promise and declare that i will when opportunity presents make and wage rentless rent yeah Relent. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Rentless. I'm over here trying to think about my rent and shit. Wage relentless war secretly or openly against all heretics, um, liberals, as I am directed to. Uh, let's see. What else does it say? I will spare neither age, sex, or condition, and that I will hang, burn, waste, boil flay strangle and bury alive those infamous heretics rip their stomachs and wombs out of the woman and crush their infants heads against the wall in order to annihilate their excrable race that when the same cannot be done openly i will secretly use the poisonous cup the strangulation cords the steels of the poignard i don't know what that is guys or the leaded bullets, regardless of the um, rank, dignity, or authority of the persons. Authority of the person, sorry. Whatever may their condition in life, either public or private, as at any time I, I am directed by any agent of the Pope. Or the superior of the Holy Father, the Society of Jesus. In confirmation of which I hereby dedicate my life my soul or my corporeal powers and with this dagger which i now receive i will subscribe my name written in my blood in testimony thereof and i shall prove false or weaken in my determination may my brethren and my fellow soldiers of the my jita of the pope cut off my hands and my feet and my throat from ear to ear rip my belly button open and suffer burn therein and all the demons of the eternal hell forever and testimony thereof this is my most holy and blessed sacrament of the eucharist and witness the same further with my name written with the point of this dagger dipped in my own blood and sealed in the face of the holy covenant basically running it down and saying anything that i feel like is something that should not be here i will go ahead and execute it no matter what whether it be openly whether it be privately whether it be secretly i'm gonna do it i know that i have to and if i do not obey i will basically be tortured up until i am in hell and um they did a blood sacrifice basically because he said with the same dagger covered in my blood 
this is my vow to do this. I feel like that's the crazy part. Like I've tried to look <clears throat> up other oaths. Maybe this was like a hoax, but every other one, even if it's worded differently, it still comes to this. And I, this one didn't necessarily talk about the Civil War, but he said at any, did I say at yeah, any given it. chance that mm -hmm. he will go ahead and start that war? Um, so it kind of doesn't go with what you said where they ask if he can. He's just down for it. Well, like I have a lot of like little points throughout the whole passage that you just read. Like for one of them, it was that like the war and it brought me back to like last week's episode where we were talking about the fact that he's saying that or not him, but the Pope is saying that um, having another person have your baby is a sin. So, like, me and you, when we were talking about it, you were over here telling me, oh, I was ready to fight him. I was ready to this and that. Like, that is creating a war within just people thinking, yes, this is okay, and no, this is not all right. I didn't say I was ready to fight the Pope. I said he had You me said hot. you're ready to fight me because of what oh. I was thinking. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, I, I ain't never said that about the Pope. So, that's, like, one of the things that kind of, like, stood out to me. Another one. I know that I've been basically joking about it, but like he said, like he's willing to use even bullets to get like the job done. So that's what seemed crazy to me that it's like, I know that somebody high up in his power is not going to go out there and necessarily kill somebody, but like, it's not saying that his soldiers won't be sent out there to kill somebody. And the fact that he's saying either in secret or, in open. I guess openly is when he says, yeah, go ahead and have that war. And then secretly is everything else that he said he would do. So, like, to me, like, that's what's so crazy. And even when he was saying, like, pulling the strings, strings behind, like, if that's I can't do it. That's what I don't it, understand. Like, this is a church oath well, for that's, the Jesuits. Like, literally, the followers of Jesus. Like, what? Well, that's what's, like, a lot of people say that the churches are not really like teaching us the way of God that they're really just teaching us Satan's way. And like they're pushing the agenda through supposedly it's our Christ, but it really isn't. And the Vatican is like, I looked into a lot of like little things here and there about them and stuff. And like the serpent that they made inside one of their um, buildings that it shouldn't be there. And like when you think about a serpent, it's Adam and Eve, like the whole story. It seems super crazy to me. And like there are archives, like in archives. 500. Yeah, like in 500 years, how much shit have they actually like written? How many things have they stolen? How many things have they took? And how many things have like are down there just secrets hiding in? And um, we don't know about them. Like maybe there's answers to shit that we need now and they have them hidden. Like in one that, person's, I don't know. I feel like in one person's lifetime, like you don't have enough time to read everything that's down there. So what happens if like there's crucial information that they needed to show us, but they can't find it, you know? I don't know like anything about that. Like if they're hiding stuff, probably most likely since they're over here trying to hide everything else. But to wrap that up, that's what I found on the Black Pope. It was hard. So how you conspiracy theorists do it, I don't know. But show me your ways. Hopefully, I don't have no nightmares about this. Hopefully, guys, I'm not even going to tell you what I wanted to do, actually. I kind of wanted to go interview 
somebody in the church about this, but I'm not sure if that would be disrespectful. I'm not sure where that would lead me to. But let me know. Let me know. I don't. I might. If you guys want me to, I feel like I'll do it. Let me know if it's disrespectful or not, though, because like if it is, I don't want to do that. But I would I would want to see somebody's reaction on this. All right, let's go ahead and go into our second segment now, the dream segment. With this dream segment is we talk about dreams that we've had recently or any dreams that we've had in the past that have stuck with this. And we're talking about sleep dreams, guys. Not no, my dream is to be as cool as Beyonce. No. All right. With this dream segment, we have a Google form where you can go ahead and drop your dreams to be anonymously read on the podcast. And we can go ahead and, you know, chat it up about your dreams. Um, Sadly, nobody has dropped anything in the Google form. So if you guys want to go ahead and drop that, feel free. Do you have a dream? Other than the one that I told you that one night that was kind of gruesome. But I don't know if you want to talk about that. I don't know. Where well, I was split in half. All right. We could talk about it. We I'll go ahead and have a trigger warning at the beginning of the episode because the Pope stuff, something, some stuff that he said was already a little triggering. So we already have a trigger warning. Um, Basically, you guys, I was being tortured and kinky and throughout the dream like i was basically doing like the way i could explain it was basically a jumping jack but i was stuck on the form exercises such torture (laughs) i was stuck in the form where like my hands and legs were spread open and i was just basically like being cut like i could feel everything like happening to me and at a certain Dissected, point, basically, huh? Yeah, and at a certain point, like they were just kind of done with it, and <laughs> I felt kind of like a chainsaw going from like, not to be nasty or nothing, but like from my genitals up to like about. When the, you say you felt it, like did you feel it in your physical body or like you you spiritually felt the pain? I guess I felt more like spiritually because it was like each cut, like I knew it wasn't really like cutting me and it's crazy because like within like my dream i was telling like myself pinch yourself back to awake like pinch yourself and i could feel like my physical body hurting because i was pinching myself so i don't know if like every time like they would slice me like that was a pinch that i was doing to myself like that's where the pain came from but once like i was split in half and like basically up to like the bottom of my rib cage nothing like came out like no blood for a second and then like all of it just started like rushing down the side of my legs and stuff so like really like warm blood just like gushing down my like legs and shit and right after that you guys like i fucking woke up and like i was basically just hyperventilating and i never had like a panic attack or like a anxiety attack or nothing like that like I've seen a lot of people around me go through them and how it, like, affects them and stuff. And when I started hyperventilating, I was, like, really scared because I was like, dude, like, no way. I just had a panic attack or an anxiety attack in my dream. Like, hold on. And I took a breath and kind of, like, brought myself back to consciousness. All this meantime when we're over here 
not knowing shit is going on next to me. And yeah, like, I don't know. It was just one of those dreams where it's like unreal, but so real, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Do you feel like there was any deeper meaning to that? Like darker, like subliminal message type of thing? Um, not sure. Like, Were you watching something specific that night? I wasn't watching anything like scary, like. To be honest, we've been watching a lot of comedy. So Ted. Yeah, so shout out to Peacock guys. If you guys haven't seen the new Ted series, it's pretty funny. Kinda weird at some points. Pretty funny though. Um so yeah, like just when I actually like started like experiencing it and feeling it, like the fact that I said like it was to the point where like mentally it was fucking with me and like physically I could like from pinching myself, I guess I felt that pain. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of shocked me because it was like I knew it was my body, but I wasn't living it like where I was looking down and noticing it. Like I was kind of third person viewing it. So like Ew. it kind of felt like either it was being done to me or I was doing it to my own body. Hmm. That critical thinking will really fucking kill you. For me, guys, I don't have a dream. I haven't been dreaming. I need to. I don't know. If you guys have any tips for, like, dreaming other than, you know, sitting down and telling yourself what you want to dream about, let me know so I can have some more dreams for you guys. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about one more thing before our final segment. Snoop Dogg. Did you hear what happened with Snoop Dogg or no? No. So with Snoop Dogg, basically, he was offered $100 million to do OnlyFans. All he had to do was whip his dick out. Didn't have to do much, just whip his dick out and a hundred million would have been his. But who offered it? OnlyFans. I feel like that's just, I don't know. The OnlyFans CEO, he got a thing for Snoop. Yeah, I feel like that's a a little personal because like, don't get me wrong. I know that there's a lot of people that look at Snoop and they're like, oh yeah, he's pretty hot or whatever. But like now looking at Snoop, like. We went to go watch a movie recently, you guys, and the guy in the film looks a lot older. Only reason I'm not saying his name is I really don't remember his name, and I'm so sorry. But if you guys ever seen Sean and Hobbs, I base it's basically Sean. It's not The Rock. And he looks a lot older, so now, like, really thinking about it, like, there's a comedian. Oh, it was, it was Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was, like, um, he was basically, like, nobody wants to see your pepper okay pepper beard because like you know how it has like white and like black can you talking about this guy uh yeah his what's his name, name is jason satham yeah jason satham if you guys go watch if we're butchering it sorry but a badass fucking great actor like literally one of my favorite actors not gonna lie anyways it was either kevin hart or dave chappelle but he was like oh dave chappelle and he was saying like he was basically masturbating and he's like and like now that I'm a lot older just looking down there he's like it's not like my younger dick he's like it has like uh white and black hairs looking like um salt and pepper was down there oh, and fuck shit no. so it really made me laugh because so like so your pubes age too yeah like just like <laughs> your beard we're still learning about our bodies guys so like that's what really seemed funny like right now that you told me cuz it's like Imagine the CEO really wants to see 
Snoop, yeah, see Snoop Dogg's fucking salt and pepper penis, like. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it, Snoop. I'm cool with you, Snoop. I'm That's cool. crazy. They got us thinking about Snoop's dick and shit. It worked. I'm cool with you too, Snoop Dogg. I don't want to see it. I'd like to smoke a blunt with you. Have you on the podcast? Now I can't even sit here and smoke with this fool without thinking about like, damn, what would his dick look like? Okay, <laughs> Snoop, I could sit down and not think about that, bro. I swear <laughs> to God, I can. I ain't on that kinky shit. Before I get my ass whooped, though, the reason he said no is because of his wife. He's all like, you really... He said, I'm married to a black woman. I forgot exactly what he said, but basically said, I'm married to a black woman. You're crazy if you think she's going to let me whip my dick out for millions. Like He's like, there's no price where she will allow me to do that. I'm not going to lie. I feel like... And don't quote me, you guys, but I feel like from watching a lot of comedians and a lot of people like have um black wives i feel like from that perspective and having like a hispanic wife and it's same it, shit it's like you guys think that oh they're just whooped like no, 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 no we literally are whooped like they'll whoop our asses and we ain't gonna do nothing back like i was literally about to say that like Snoop, it's not just because you got a black wife because if you got a latina wife next to you she's gonna whoop that ass on jesus though like fucking putazos are gonna be flying you guys but i feel like it's it's cool of snoop dogg to take into consideration like his wife because even if she doesn't hit him or even if she didn't have a problem with it like it's cool that he knows that she wouldn't like it. Either yeah, way. like he wouldn't like her to do it, maybe. So he's not going to do it to her. So shout out to Snoop for that, like standing on your morals, standing on that business, on on the marriage business. Yeah, I wouldn't want it either. Would you let the money would seem tempting where it was just like, damn, but I don't I wouldn't either. Would you let your partner do it? I'm telling you right now. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't. I feel like, for real, I feel like that thought of, but it's that's all. Like, I feel like money. both of us had that thought right there of like, but that hundred million though. Like, the money on. is like, but the thing is, for us, we don't have that money. Snoop Dogg got money, for so for real. him it was easier because he's like, bro, I could do some weird shit and I'm gonna get that money regardless. But it's like Snoop Dogg said, let me just post another picture of myself wearing a character suit and I'll get that million. And then a character suit. You know how Snoop Dogg had like when he was wearing this. uh batman suit and then there's one where he has like a duck or fish on top of his head and that became oh. like a meme he's like let me just drop another meme picture for y'all that fool is a meme but yeah i know the money for us it's tempting because of the money but shout out to snoop he's a loyal king and he ain't gonna slang no dick anywhere they it was funny they said whip it out just whip that bitch out you don't even gotta do shit just show me the dick all right Let's go ahead and go into our final segment of the night, day, whenever you're listening. I'm gonna keep on the run. I'm gonna have me some fun. It cost me my very last For our podcast. So basically, you won't know the name of the podcast, and he won't know either. You guys won't know each other's answers. And we just want to ask couples, what's one secret you've never told your partner before? A secret? I tell him everything. Okay. Okay, hold on. If you can't necessarily think of a secret, what's one embarrassing moment that has either happened to you while you weren't with them or while you were with them, but again, he doesn't know about it? Wait, a secret. I have a secret, actually. Okay. Yeah, I, found, I figured one out. 
that before I knew him, I used to have a crush on his um, his friend. His friend or his brother? It sounded more juicy than a friend. No, 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 his friend. His friend. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys hang around with this friend? Oh no. Okay, then you're good. Sometimes I see him there, and I'm just like. Oh. You're like, ew, your homeboy's ugly. <laughs> just, I got the cutest one out of the homies. Yeah. Okay. So the question is, um, what is one secret that you have kept from your girlfriend so far? Uh, uh, I hate all of her friends. <laughs> I don't blame you. Some of them are fucking bitches, bro. Trust me. The second one is, what is an embarrassing moment that you have had that you haven't told her just quite yet? <laughs> uh, well... I, when we first started talking, I was really scared to go up to her, and I, I just found her IG like just like like on some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like I just know I haven't told her about that. All right, so basically the first question is, like I said, you guys won't know each other's answer and not the name of the podcast. Neither were your friends. What's one secret you've never told your partner before? never had a partner there's nothing to tell <laughs> no no all right what about one embarrassing moment that they don't know about either like before you guys got together or after um that's my bestie so oh you guys aren't together no. <laughs> so the question is what is one secret that you have kept from her so far Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to think. Okay. Like, I, I literally. Hmm. Oh my gosh, I really can't think of anything. Um. Do you want me to ask you the second question? Yeah. Yeah. So the second question is, what is an embarrassing moment that you has happened to you that you haven't told her just yet? <laughs> I'll uh, let you know both, <laughs> so you can think about both of them. <laughs> That's happened to me recently or just ever? Either with her or ever. Ever. Just something that you don't want to tell her. <laughs> Let me think. Um, okay. Uh, when I broke my leg in seventh grade, um, I, was at, I was at physical therapy or something. And I had to take off my cast so I couldn't walk. And I had to use the bathroom really bad while I was um, just sitting there at the waiting table. Uh-huh. And I peed all over, the, all oh, over the man. table. And the table was like, it was like a massage table, and underneath there was books and everything. And I ruined it all. And I was like, I was grown. I mean, not grown, but I was like 14 when it happened. I don't blame you when you have to pee. I mean, especially being a girl, I know it's a lot harder. Like, man, sweet, thank you. Appreciate that. All right, those were our couples from our segment, What Happens in Vegas, a segment where we go around asking couples, what's one secret you've never told your partner and one embarrassing moment? And if you have more, let me know. All right, with the first couple, the guy that basically said he hates all her friends. Okay, that was, he didn't hesitate. He didn't, you didn't have to wait a second for that fool to say that shit. For my ladies' friends that hear me say, yeah, I know some of them are bitches. I don't necessarily mean you guys. Most of you guys are pretty cool. But 
Wait, what? Right after, like, I he told me that, I was like, yeah, some of them can be bitches. Like, you said that? Well, yeah, because, like, I'm not going to make the homie feel bad because he doesn't like his friends. I don't appreciate that. What? <clears throat> what you said? Well, I mean, it's like I tell you all the time. When I'm out with you guys and I hear you guys' secrets, I'm not going to be a person to judge. I'll most likely agree with you and I can't lie though. I do that too. That's why sometimes I'm like, oh, I see like with the girl. I was like, yeah, I got the cute one. We, I, okay. I do that too. <laughs> I see way. what you're saying now. <laughs> no, You guys, last episode, she was going to throw putazos out at me because of a Pope. I'm going to throw putazos out and then go pray to the Pope, I think. No, but I get what you're saying. Like I try to like kind of like relate or some shit. Just to make them feel more okay, safe, like in their environment, of course. And that's why I guys, told them, if like, I ever ha- hear him call my friends bitches, trust me, I will, f- I will do unspeakable things. It's like I said, I don't disrespect your friends, and I won't disrespect them. That's like, why I was like, I've never heard you say anything yeah. like that about my friends. That's exactly. why I'm like, bitch, are you sneak dissing right now? No, like I'll if I don't like you guys, I'll tell you guys straight up, or I'll tell her straight up. But for the most part, I like your friends. They're pretty all right. So for his, um, for his, what was it? Embarrassing moment. There you go. He secretly found her IG. Yeah, that's not that embarrassing, fool. She knew when you added her. Come on now. I feel like it was more embarrassing because he felt like it was hard to go up to her and talk to her. We like the shy guys, though. He was probably like kind of just creeping on her page. Like he said, it was kind of like a weird thing. Meantime, imagine the way he found her was through his homies' fucking followers because it was the cute one that she said. Sheesh. Yikes. Or the homie was like, oh, yeah, that girl here for I got her on IG. Little did you know. All right. For the second couple. With me, I told her, your partner. I honestly didn't even realize when she's like, I've never had a partner. And then I was like, so what's one embarrassing moment? Like, bitch, you did not give a fuck what that girl said. You were there on a Yeah, mission. when I heard the recording, I was just kind of like, uh, she told you from the beginning. Sorry, guys. But when she told me she was her best friend, it was literally like, oh, because we, we got her with another couple. It was basically two guys and two girls. And I was like, they were holding hands when we seen them. So yeah, I was like, oh, all okay, couples let's were. Let's go ahead and fucking ask the girlfriends, ask the boyfriends. When she's like, "Oh, that's my friend," I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, what the fuck? That was just like so awkward. And then we were just standing there watching you guys, and it was like, it took a minute, and I was like, "Bro, is she talking shit about you?" Like, I was just like, "What is she saying right now?" Honestly, like, I didn't ask like about your partner. I was just like, "What's?" Cause that's I thought, what's like, funny. You didn't even explain to the other girl what you were doing. That's why I was like, I see why she just went along with like, oh, okay, you're asking about me and my best friend. Yeah. Not which, about me and my girlfriend. Which to me was like, it's kind of funny because there's times where we walk up to you guys and we'll explain to you like, okay, we want to do sure, it. I for sure 100% always do. Yeah. Like we want to do you and your boyfriend you and your girlfriend we always your say partner. your partner like whatever i the guess they meant like is. your partner that you're walking with i don't fucking know yeah, but like, i always like assume when we say your partner it's your lover your boo your thing like that's why like i didn't really go and it's the first time that i think i don't really say what's one thing you have kept from your girlfriend or whatever you know and 
when she actually like started to explain herself, that was one of the most like, you know how you just said like you try to relate to them. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to relate to like because I, I never pissed myself on purpose. Yeah, at the like doctors. I, I never peed myself, <laughs> and I'm not a female, so like I don't know how hard it is for you guys to like tolerate not going to use the restroom or how easy it is for you guys to hold it in but being with you for this long like i know that there's times where you say you have to go it's like all right get your ass in the bathroom you have to go you know so i felt like in that spot like what she said like she has a broken leg she can't necessarily move she nobody's in the room to help her you're not gonna be like help you know what i'm saying aggression and shit I felt so bad for her. That's why I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I understand. Like, it's harder for girls. But it, that's a question I want to ask you. Is it harder? Do you feel like it's hard for you to hold your pee? I, it As varies for everybody. I think I think that's just your own thing. You should never hold your pee, though, because you could catch a UTI doing that shit. So, ladies, men, whatever the fuck, if you pee, don't hold it in. You could fuck yourself up. So we were just standing there watching you guys, and the whole time she's like, this fucking bitch. Like, she was just talking shit, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, what did we start right now? And I thought, um, I thought that, like, she was probably talking about, like, how she likes her or some shit, but it was just so funny. And then when you guys were talking, two dudes came up to us trying to spark a blunt and shit, and then they're like, what's going on? And we were explaining to them, and even then they were all like, damn, that's not your best friend. Like... They were side dissing too. We were all like, bro, like she's talking shit. And then like once you guys were done, like right away, the friend went up to the girl that you were talking to. She's like, so what? Like, what's your issue? Like instantly, like that's how you know that friendship is real. When you can like straight up go up to that bitch like you're about to fight and know that it's just going to be a conversation. Well, I feel like it was it was pretty cool. Like seeing that, like you said, their friendship seemed pretty strong because of the fact that even after that, like. She went ahead and explained to her, like, oh, shit, I thought, like, they met Yeah, once partners, I went up whatever, to you guys whatever. and I was like, yo, they're not girlfriends. She's like, wait, what? I was like, this is supposed to be for relationships. And they were both, the girl was like, oh, shit. And then we she's hit- all like, well, I have explaining to do. Which was pretty funny. Like, that's something, I guess, if you didn't want to tell nobody or, like, especially your best friends Either and not made fun of. secret or an embarrassing moment, which yeah. I'm pretty sure she probably won't tell her next partner. The other girl says she's never had a partner. That was pretty surprising because they were a little bit older. Yeah, I feel like it's it's pretty interesting. Like, that's a secret, I guess, she might have wanted to keep to the grave. And, yeah. now, it's like, and now we out here just dragging I, that shit out. Do I have to tell my best friend? Do I not tell this bitch? Like, do I make something else up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I feel like that's a lightweight secret to keep from a best friend. I like do, we too. Like said last time, I'm... I don't feel like I would keep something like Brad Pete on this, like from a friend. I feel like one, like the drunk couple that explained it to us one time, this girl was basically telling my lady, it's funny to go home and tell your partner your embarrassing moment and you both goof about it. It's just more like a fucking diary. Yeah. It's like, it's not even funny. You're just like, fuck, like I have to. For some reason, it's like you have to tell somebody. But I feel like after feel that, better. like with your partner, you kind of goof off a little bit more about it. Like you feel less bad because of them making a joke to your friend or somebody else making a joke. You know, like, bitch, I'll make your biggest fucking insult come right now so nobody else can fucking tell you. You know, like 
It prepares you for what other people might say if you tell them. I guess you can say she got wet for literature. <laughs> but that's our segment, What Happens in Vegas. And if you guys also want to go ahead and just drop a secret, you could do so on the Google form. It doesn't necessarily have to be about your partner, just any secret. And we can talk about it right here anonymously on the podcast. But all right, guys, we went from talking about a secret pope to talking about Snoop Dogg's dick. What a great episode. <laughs> I mean, some might say that the pope is holy. Only fan CEO. He said that Snoop, Snoop Dogg's, Dogg's penis is holy. So we we had the holy grail today. Let's just say oh that. Oh, my guys. gosh. Okay. Don't I'm so scared to talk about all this because I don't want to be disrespectful. Regardless oh. of patriarchy, fucking scary Pope, I don't give a fuck. I do not want to be disrespectful to anything spiritual, but especially not Snoop Dogg's dick. All right. I feel like, you know how little Dickie one time was talking about somebody's dick? Oh, no, he His has own. a song with Snoop Dogg talking about them, them and their dicks. All right, guys. If you guys haven't heard that, listen to that song. Snoop Dogg and Little Dickie, that was a good song. Oh, um, yeah, that was. All right. Let's wrap it up here now. Today is our 40th episode, guys. Four zero. I'm this podcast is as old as some of y'all mamas and <laughs> at least my mom. <laughs> Wait, not years old. Episodes that's, old. That's what I was like. Uh. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, guys, big 40. Shout out to all of you guys um, to 50. I feel like I celebrate all our milestones, but fuck it. We're celebrating them now. Um, so, yeah, shout out to all of you. Shout out to anybody who reacts, who comments, likes, shares, everything. If you guys want to go ahead and give us a little present for our 40th, go ahead. And if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star review. Drop a little note. If you're on YouTube or anything else, go ahead, like, follow, share, subscribe. Ring that bell to go ahead and get notified when any episode drops. Uh, if you go into the bio, you'll find the link for the Google form that I've been talking about. The link to any of our social media accounts. If you go on our Instagram, which is also listed in the bio, you could find everything there that you're looking for and um, any other content. Other than that, um, I hope you guys have a great weekend and shout out to you. Do you have anything to say? And Phil, I always have to double check my outros, guys, to make sure I get everything across to you. For our big 40, drop some secrets in the bio. Drop some dreams in the bio. Drop anything you want in the bio. Your we don't cents. judge. We love reading your guys' comments. It hypes us up every time we see them. It's cool as fuck to see you guys interact with us. We kind of look forward to every single week just to see what you guys have to say and tell us. Like, It's pretty funny sometimes. It's emotional sometimes. But we love it. We love Always the roller coaster. Though. Um, speaking of that, you guys can also go ahead and on Spotify, you, there's some, some questions you can answer either before the episode, after the episode, I would say after just because there's some stuff that's not necessarily in the beginning that I'm asking about. So after the episode, go ahead and answer those questions, but just know, I do know who, who leaves that there. I can see your, um, Spotify account. So just know, I still will keep that to myself if you're comfortable with that. But other than that, I appreciate it. Shout out to the big four zero. And yeah, good luck, bitches, with whatever you're doing. And peace out. No tienes vergüenza, mami. Baby, quiero ser el río de tu Tokyo. Chingamos en la casa de papel sin negocio. Esta vida nunca.
puta saca. 